Hey, Alex. Yes. Remember that awesome preamble we had? Or <sighs> I had, I guess, because I was recording and you weren't. Because <laughs> I'm good at my job on this podcast and apparently you're not. No, I'm not. No, I, no, uh... you're not. It was so good, too. We talked about so many great things. There was uh, talk of Spirit Airlines and the greatest fun I've ever been on. Like uh, the the number of things I could have picked to talk about in that podcast. That well, well, that we did talk about. In fact, that because you fucked up, didn't make it into audio, and, and now we're just kind of me talking to myself like a crazy person. Yeah. So. What happened was no excuses. I I had opened the program, see, uh-huh. and I created the project. Uh-huh. But I was like, oh, let I should maybe hit the record button, and I forgot to hit the shiny red uh-huh. circle that's on my monitor. Uh-huh. And yeah, it was kind of one-sided that recording. You know who I miss right now? Uh, who do you miss, Jeff. Charlie? Uh, Jeff wouldn't forget to press the giant red button in Audacity to make it record. I I miss Jeff, too. Because <laughs> he also would have reminded me to press the record he button would have. we started. He would have. I, that, unlike him, trust you to be a professional. That magnificent bastard. That he magnificent bastard. Uh, yeah, so I ruined all our wonderful preamble. And yeah. I was like, hey, we can reshoot it. And you're like, no, no. It's not how it works. No, the preamble is spontaneous, gone. not produced. I know. It was such a good one. Every preamble I, is special. It comes into this world. I take a chunk out of it, make it the actual preamble, and throw the rest of it away now because if it's not good <laughs> enough and when it's first created, it's not good enough any time after that. Yeah. <sighs> we can never talk about any of that stuff ever again. No. You know what the best part is, too? Or the really crappy part? My shitty intro into the podcast also yeah. wasn't recorded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Alex, it's time for the shitty intro. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. When I'm not fucking things up, I am... Hopefully a professional for the rest of this, Maeve Online. Uh, also, my name is actually Alex, and I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the professional, who doesn't forget to hit the record button, Charlie, a.k.a. Lordak. Hey, Mr. Professional, did you say the podcast name or what numbered episode it is? Oh, yeah, it's episode 118. God damn it. Of the uh, Wicked Awesome Casks. I think you forgot to say that, too. I did say did Wicked you? Awesome Cast. I think so, but if not, <laughs> hey, welcome to episode 118 of the Wicked Awesome Cast. Oh, we're off to a good start. It's, it's been done. It's been said. I've covered my bases. Oh, we're off to a good start. I know. Uh, but yes, we are the Wicked Awesome Cast, and we are here to deliver you various video game news, sometimes some fun off-topic things such as food and metal. But yeah, we're but here. mostly and- metal. Mostly metal. That's a yeah, reference it, only like five of you will get. Yeah. Uh, but 118. We're still around. Yeah, apparently. Still made it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, gosh, it's been an interesting week for news. We got a lot of, we have a nice 
dense. Yes, but it's kind of news that plays off itself and or will go quite quickly. Yeah. So. Yeah. That'll be good, though. But yes, since we've got a lot going on here, Charlie, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your week, sir? Um, so, because I am a good co-host of a podcast, I want to track down that uh, thing you told me to watch last week, uh, the, the Queen of the Naga, whatever her Warbringer video is, and yes, I, I have a real question for you that I'm not trying to be a jerk by asking. I, uh-huh. do you think Cthulhu or any of that Elder God shit from WoW is originally created for WoW? Oh, absolutely not. I know the okay, first, I, dude. I know, I know that like Cthulhu and all that stuff is basically a play on the uh, a lot of the what's his name Lovecraftian stuff. It's Elder yeah, Horror and things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cthulhu and all that. Yeah, no, I totally... Okay, because I, I, I watched that and I'm like, holy shit, they just made The Sunken City, which is a story from all that collective stuff, which has a fucking video game coming out this year based off of it. Like, in the year of two Call of Cthulhu games coming out, one is Sunken City, one is just straight called Call of Cthulhu. The idea that's like, oh, here's some lazy knockoff shit of something Charlie genuinely loves. He'll dig this. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's the it's the sunken one. I'm like, fuck this book. I was reminded, I went back through and looked at like all the, like, I tracked down all the articles of the times that people like wrote shit, like, or the times Games Workshop straight sued, I think, Blizzard over stealing their IPs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Really? I I don't know the exact story there, but I've read some stuff over the years that basically, like, it's... I believe Games Workshop gave Blizzard... And I could be totally making this up right now, so someone should fact-check me. But, like, they gave them license to some of the stuff from Warcraft stuff, so long as they changed it some. And uh-huh. it's not, not Warcraft, uh, from kind of Games Workshop fantasy stuff. And that's the basis of some of the WoW mythos, but I don't know about that. Like, I... I remember, the, like, I remember when the M- the Warcraft MMO came out. There was this big debate where it's like, well, "We're the biggest MMO," and the other one's like, "Yeah, but we're the original source material." Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's I I played a little bit more WoW. I think I'm done playing WoW because I had one too many moments of like, "Well, there's a video game coming out this year that will do this story better, like this exact story." Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're down for the count on it for a while, I totally get it. Yeah. But, like, I kind of enjoy their representation of it. Like, I enjoy it. It basically was a bunch of old gods fighting each other. Like, I don't know, maybe you're familiar with it, but, like, Cthulhu, did he have to fight other, like, yeah, gods? Yeah, that's kind of what they rank? do. Okay. Oh. I did not know that. There was I totally a... Well first. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, there was totally a Blizzard uh, Games Workshop lawsuit at one point. Okay. I had no idea. I don't know the outcome of it, but that, that that totally wasn't something I made up in my brain. That's totally a real thing that happened. Okay. I mean, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. But yeah. I uh, I kind of like the representation. For it, uh, yeah. I I, 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 it's one of those ones where it's like I've read almost all the Lovecraft books that are worth reading. Like I, I, I'm so immersed in some of the stuff they're always cribbing and often cribbing badly because it's like, oh, we got to water this shit down. Why? Well, because we're not making... Uh, fuck, what was that MMO we played? Um, the one with the bees. Uh, the one with the bees? The Secret World. Um, secret World, like, yeah. The Secret World is just an MMO based off Lovecraftian kind of eldritch horror. 
which yeah like it's that stuff is so dense and so far-reaching it's nah you kind of have to make it you have to, it's like yeah we're gonna put some of those elements in wow and i'm like that's fine we're gonna call it cthune that's not fine hmm too close. Yeah, the name is pretty fucking close. Yeah, I'll give you that. It is pretty fucking close. Like, it, it's one of those ones where it's like you don't know enough. Re- you, you've admittedly like don't get it. I like, have not seen enough references. Where I'm like, he's aware this is like stuff from other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like that whole story, like that whole cinematic trailer. I'm like, I've read this short story. Yeah. No, I I totally know it. It, it sourced like okay. early influence is. Lovecraftian. I okay, totally okay, okay. I, I I remember talking to someone about how they thought world, uh, how they thought Blizzard invented orcs and Lord of the Rings copied them. Not you. Mm-hmm. This was many years ago, but yeah. No, I I like I said, I I particularly enjoy their kind of representation of it. Yeah, I will say, but I you know I have a Warcraft bias, and I will be completely upfront about I, it. Th- that whole video ticked me off enough I watched the Warcraft movie this week. Did you? I, I actually... So... The orc I, parts we, are real cool. Humans are shitbags in that movie. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy the orc parts. Gul'dan looks real good. Gul'dan was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Gul'dan looks real good. That, like, that final muckraw is real good. Yeah, it is. Oh, that was a good fucking muckraw. When orcs aren't on the screen in that movie, that movie is bad. When orcs are on that screen, that movie's pretty okay. It's not a good movie, but I'm like, eh, I dig it. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it wasn't the best. I will admit, I kind of, I like Warcraft movies, or I like the Warcraft lore stuff. I, I, I have to get more well versed in it. I will be upfront and say that. I played but, that. Like, I, I played that lore. Yeah. Well, you played through that originally. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played through so much of it, so a lot of it has been for me reading and all that. But, I mean, I like the old god stuff when it comes to WoW lore. Like, I've really enjoyed it. Like, I love doing fucking Ulduar and that whole raid, because it was, uh, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. But I, I wish you still lived in state then, because I am totally going to pick up both of the Call of Cthulhu, uh, the, the Cthulian influence games coming out this year, because I am easy to sway with that shit. Like, seeing your reaction to The Sunken City, which is the game I think that's going to be a little bit more kind of in that vein, I think would be a very interesting, like, holy shit moment for you. Mm-hmm. And I'd definitely check it out. Yeah. Like I said, I, I love that old god lore stuff, so... You, you should check... I, I should make a list then. There's definitely some games in that theme of stuff. Like, you played Eternal Darkness, right? No. Or is that... What am I thinking of? Is Eternal Darkness... I played Secret World with you. No, there's a GameCube game where like the, there's a big horror element of it that that game is totally Lovecraftian inspired, but because they couldn't get the license for it, they like did their own thing and it works. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We know how much you love the GameCube. Yeah, I like the GameCube. So yeah, I'll I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. But yeah, I I I I will say I haven't read too much of the Lovecraft stuff, but I should definitely do some. You should. That, they're, so. they're good. It, Next time you're in town, I may, if I can find out, loan you my Necronomicon. It's a collection of all the short stories. Ooh. I like it's this. a dictionary. It's literally just a dictionary. It's nice. a fucking dictionary of a book. Like, you could <laughs> kill a man with that book, and that book would be pleased you killed a man with it, though, because it's a Necronomicon. It's called a Necronomicon. Yeah. I, it'll just absorb the energy of the, the blood. It will take the blood. Yeah. This isn't some, this isn't some teen-rated Elder God shit. This is some, like, Feeding a town to a demon level shit to satisfy a, yeah, all of Lovecraftian shit rated M for mature. 
<laughs> Perfect. But speaking of video games, I did play some video games this week. Go on, tell me about I played games. that Donut County. It's finally out. I got some things to say about Donut County, aside for everyone should play fucking Donut County. It takes two hours. It's great. Really? Well, go on, sir. I, it's that, that game's real great. I, it's, you, you play a hole. It's a reverse Katamari Damacy is the best description I've heard of that. I think uh, Kotaku maybe said that or something. I don't know. Uh, but uh, you play a hole. You drop stuff in the hole. Uh, it's There's a real simple joy to it. It is just oozing with indie. It takes two, two and a half hours to beat. I wish there was more of it. Specifically, I wish there was more of the second half of that game. Like The first half is very getting used to kind of maneuvering your hole and kind of the physics that go along with it, because there is some physics-y stuff to it, and then the second half is more of a full-blown set of puzzles where stuff kind of goes off the rails, and like there's a boss fight in the game, which I was surprised they were going to do, and like they had a couple mechanics. Like, it's a cute game. It's got a real... It's It's got something to say. I, I'm, I'm not sure I know what that game is trying to say, except, like, snitches get dropped in a hole kind of thing, because that's what that game ultimately does, and that's obviously not the right takeaway from that game, but it's the comic one I came up with. It's it's fun. It's like 20 bucks. It's on more or less every platform except the Switch. It'd be a perfect Switch game, though, that being said. It's it's a fun little jaunt. It'll make you feel good. You're going to drop some stuff in some holes. You're going to solve some puzzles. You're going to hate raccoons by the end of that game. You can see a raccoon with his hand stuck in a pickle jar. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's a nice little it's a nice little like wholesome esque. Yeah, it, like, oh. it is a wholesome game. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Those games are always kind of nice. Yeah, I I've been super excited for because it it's reverse Katamari and it's it's it, it touches me in that same way Katamari did, which where it's like, hey, this idea is silly and a little bit weird, and and nothing. It's awesome. Fucking drop some shit in a hole. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. I am glad that you had a good experience. I know you were pretty excited about it. Yeah. So I was worried, like, well, maybe it won't do so well, and then you get really mad about it. But you've had a couple of those games happen yeah. this year. What was it the pirate game I, comes to mind? I, so that's the, like, the difference for that one, I guess. It'd be like this one, like, I'd seen enough of the stuff where I'm like, okay, you're dropping stuff in holes. So long as you're dropping stuff in holes, I'll be fine. The pirate one was like, I fucking told all of you this is what this game was. I was right. That's why I'm angry. I wanted to be wrong. Okay. Yeah. And I couldn't stop playing it despite not needing to play. Yeah, like I, like I said, you could. It, it's two and a half hours, two hours. It took me an evening. It's real nice. It's a, if you're looking for a, ki- a game to play in front of kids, you can totally play this game in front of kids. Hell, kids can play the game. It's got some fun elements to it. I, it's it's real good. I liked it. Like it's 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 definitely not the best video game ever made, but like if you're playing a fun little indie game, it's cute. It's fun. I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm glad it's okay. finally out. You should give it money. Sounds good. On the opposite end of the wholesome spectrum, I've been playing that Destiny two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we were recording this the day after the Gambit system was demoed, like two days before this pod. Uh, the Forsaken comes out and. Fucking that gambit mode is so goddamn good. I'm angry it wasn't in the game previously. And like it's such an obvious thing for Destiny to have had already. It is insulting it was not in Destiny 1. Like, holy shit, that mode. So tell me what what is Gambit mode? Gambit is a hybrid PvE PvP mode. Basically, 
at its base level, it is competitive PvE, meaning you and a team are working to so for one bit like the way the game works is you're in an arena and you're not fighting other people, you're fighting the general mobs of the game. It's kind of like a wave it's 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 kind of like wave format except whenever you kill anything, they drop a mode of light and there's a central bank in the center that you can drop motes of light into. Uh for those looking to get into this game, you can only carry 15 motes of light. Fucking bank your light. I will come and find you if you're one of those fuckers that doesn't. You get to 10, you start thinking about banking that light. Go fucking bank it. I know you people didn't. <laughs> but I digress. So, you go over, you bank the light, you are working towards a score of 75. Uh, every five, whenever you bank a batch of five, or multiple of five, so five, 10, or 15, you spawn a blocker on the opponent on the opposing team's map. And what the blocker does, it's an enemy, it's either an ogre, a taken ogre, a taken knight, or uh, what's the third one? I don't remember what the third one is, but uh, go for 10 or 15. The level 5 one's wussy. I can kill it real easy. But I digress. But so, that shuts it down so they can't deposit lights. Uh, they can't, they, those are the enemies on the map you kill but don't get motes of light from. Mm. So, you, uh, so killing them is just a they are just a hindrance. There's no benefit except for hey, I kill the thing to that stuff. and But then on top of that, so here's the PvP aspect. Aside from the fact that this is kind of competitive mob clearing, you can every once in a while invade the opposing team's map. Okay. And then you're on the side of the mobs, and your job is to just murder people, forcing them to slow the fuck down. Like, you, can, you, you become an enemy, essentially. Like you are a super-powered mob, except you're a player, so you have all your gear and stuff. So if you're good at PvP, you are a real hindrance for like 15 seconds or something. It's it's a cool mechanic. And so after you bank 75 motes of light, you spawn a prime evil. It's a big, super-powered, kind of dungeon bossy style thing. It takes some time to kill. And this is when the invasion mechanic kicks off because if you invade while the opposing team's prime evil is on the field, anyone you kill heals the prime evil. Oh. Yeah, so it's possible for a team to almost kill the prime evil and then have someone show up who's real good at PvP and have that thing back at like full health. It's really cool. That is a pretty cool mode uh, they got going on there. It's a really good mode. Like there were huh. there, there were like you there was no rank to be gained, there's no nothing except like just some generic rewards. And I played like four hours straight of that thing. It is so much fun. Like I you could make a game that's just that game mode, I think. That's how good it is. Huh. Like, I, I hope they have some more maps and some more variations. I only did Cabal and Fallen. And those are the only two enemy types you could fight in it. But I think that that is the game. That is the kind of game mode thing Destiny has always needed, and it fits so well because it finally gives people like me the game mode we've always wanted in that game. So, my best memories from Destiny One and Destiny Two, for that matter, are when I did insane ass shit and it worked. Like. Part of why I love the Prison of Elders, which was kind of a controversial little endgame activity in Destiny 1, was like some of my coolest moments as a Guardian came from that activity. Okay. What made me good at Prison of Elders is what makes me good at Gambit. Like, I am fucking rocking the top of that leaderboard in every match I go into because unlike everyone else who kind of like plays the meta or whatever, I play the character I want to play. I have the build I want. I have the gear I want. And as a result, I know how to use my character way better than the majority of people chasing the best guns in the game or whatever. Like, it's one of those ones where it's like, no, no, I want a shotgun 
and I want a hand cannon. Why? Because I am fucking running constantly in this game. Like, it's the, they fixed the shoulder charge, so it's a one-hit kill now, but it's also got like an AoE effect on it, and I am just deadly with that. Oh, really? Also, they did change some of that stuff. Yeah, well, so kind of as part of this, like, I was playing around with the game originally because the new weapon system is in there, so I can have my Kinect shotgun in my first slot and stuff like that. Like, it's that new weapon system also fixes that game in a bunch of ways. Like, it's kind of like having two primary weapons was a bad choice to force people into. So now, you, now so the new weapon system is also live. Yes, that, that that's been that, live for a while. Yeah, right? that, that rolled out this week or this okay. previous week. They rolled it out a week before the expansion drops. So you kind of get a chance to experience it, if you will. And like it is, like, I've, I've been playing that game not as hardcore as I was in Destiny One, but I've still been playing like an hour or two a day at least. Which it's like, no, the new weapon system is fun. The Destiny Two weapon system was not. Huh. Yeah, no, but so I guess back to Gambit. So. Gambit gives the kind of like psychopath for glory. I'm going to die and take as many of you with me, player, which is who I am in that game. Like a mode to go just fucking nuts in. Like it's, I, I've had so many great moments in that game where it's been like me shoulder charging. So I, the coolest moment I've had in Gambit so far was I jumped like I'm running. I'm running, I shoulder charged something in the air and then I did the um the striker titan dive bomb, the slam down into a pack of like 40 dudes killing all of them and it's like holy shit i just cleared a wave in one move <laughs> and i've done that like five or six times and you then watch our score go from like 15 to 60 instantaneously because it's like it's, it's, it's one of those ones where it's like you can't do it in game but you totally have this moment of my guys just like standing there amongst the dead being like crack the knuckles and that's how you do it boys <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're like, you found the mode and kind of enjoyed it. Ah, Gambit Destiny is fantastic. I know you had your, as the veteran Destiny 2, or Destiny player, I yeah. know you had your fair share of complaints with it. Is this, so I, I guess my next question, opinion-wise, do you think it's taking a good step in the right direction overall for the game? Uh, so I, I don't know. All I've, So of the expansion, I, all I've gotten to experience now because the expansion's not out is it's Gambit and it's um, the new weapon system. And the new weapon system, like, it is so hard to explain in words just how much more fun that game is with the new weapon system. Like, and there's gonna be some flaws. Like, the fact that I am fucking shotgunning shit as much as I am speaks to a problem. And I, I'm i a little annoyed I can't take my favorite shotgun and crimson at the same time. But also, they just announced, like, a bunch of exotics I love from Destiny 1 are coming back and Forsaken. So it's kind of like relationship with Hawthorne's Field Ford shotgun ended. Only I only care about Chaperone and Lord of Wolves now. Well, I know you've talked about Lord of Wolves before, so I know you fucking love that shotgun. Yeah, it's coming back! So. Fucking three-round auto-burst grenade launcher shotgun! <laughs> it's so good, it also might be a sniper rifle. So fucking broken. Oh, really? I. It was. It came out at a point in Destiny where it was like, it was this bizarre weapon because it was kind of hard to use because it kicked like a fucking mule, but the damage output for it was just obscene, and I loved that gun. Like it, it was it was loud. It was literally kind of on fire. It was like junk together scrap and all. Just like when you were in the zone with that gun, you were just like, it was you walking into it with five other people. And it's like so. Uh, <laughs> 
you came to die, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I think Destiny is in the best spot it's been in since the Taken King came out. I, this, this Destiny Two has the fun again of Destiny One. I, it's, it feels the way I enjoy Destiny One feeling like, and it's not like you can't run the traditional Destiny Two weapon system. I'm just saying, why would you? It's not fun. Like the yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's still an option. Like, yeah, you can't run a power level shotgun anymore, but at the same time, like some of the best shotguns in the game are still power weapons. It's again, like it is bizarre how much that like seemingly minor change fixes so many of my problems with that game. I it's and there's no good way of explaining it. Like it's it is it that game is infinitely better now that you can do that in that game. Okay. Yeah, it's. Crucible is fun now. You're seeing sniper rifles and shotguns and fusion rifles, which you just never saw because it wasn't worth your time. Like it's, I, Crucible has changed how people play now too. Like it's, I, I would say kind of like Destiny 2's multiplayer previously was kind of like weird Call of Duty. This feels like Halo again, where it's like it's it's me with my shotgun, fucking like jumping over people and shooting them in the back because that's how I fucking run shotgun, bitches, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like like. People talk about mobility. It's like, okay, yeah, because you had to be like on target all the time. Mobility wasn't a thing, but now that I'm like just fucking leaping around and having fun in multiplayer again, A, people can't defend it against it because no one knows how to fucking defend against that in Destiny anymore. And two, it's like, man, this is fun. This is some Unreal Tournament shit all over again. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I, I went from being like, okay, why did I pre-order Forsaken to, yeah, no, I, I, I'm back in. I, I'm, I've been playing the game again. I've been enjoying the game, which has been a long time since I could say I did that. It feels like I'm having fun with Destiny again. Like the the weapon change is a big deal. Gambit is a big deal. I think like I this is gonna sound silly and maybe kind of a little tad like raising the hype on this, but like the fact that Bungie was willing to like the fact that Bungie was willing to walk back their weapon system change to give us something genuinely cool feeling again, and the fact they also created Gambit, a totally new mode. That's just I. Again, like this could be its own game. You could launch a like twenty, thirty dollar game that was just the Gambit arcade, like Gambit play mode, and have a successful game. It's that well, much fun. Good. Well, I mean, like I know you, you you had your fair share of complaints with this when it first came out, yeah. but I'm glad it's like I'm glad it's getting better. Yeah, I, yeah, I, like the, there's been all these like dumb esport rumors for years. Like, oh, Bungie wants to go esports. Gambit's how you do it. Like that's I would watch competitive Gambit. Which is not something I could say about any of the previous crucible, uh, any of the previous kind of PvP content for Destiny. I, that's how good Gambit is. I want to watch high level players that are like doing team stuff play that game. Like it, it is refreshing in how it feels. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I for one, am glad. I may even have to try it out at some. Point. You should. I, it's. I don't know if that comes. F- I, I think you have to have Forsaken to play Gambit, which sucks because. I personally think that like Gambit could sell copies of the Forsaken. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as you're hearing this, the kind of trial weekend they had going on, the trial day is over, and that's a damn shame because like maybe they're gonna start bringing back like once a month it's Gambit weekend or something, which would be fucking cool if they did because I uh, Gambit will sell more copies of that expansion if it's part of that expansion. That is how good Gambit is. Hmm. Yeah, I, like and it's not just the gameplay. They have a new announcer called the like um the Wanderer or something like that, and he is an asshole and he is amazing. 
<laughs> of course you would enjoy an announcer like that. Uh, it, but it fits the game mode. Like it's, but he's it, like he's snarky. He's like full of lore shit. Like he has a great line where it's like, yeah, I've been out there with you, except I pawned my Galahorn. Or like you lose a round. He's like, yeah, your team sucks. Just kidding, but really do better. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> or like when when you invade and you get those four kills and you wipe the team, they're like, "What were you trying to play or something?" Damn! Like that's that's the announcer for this mode. Like I hope they can. It's like on that same par as Shax, where Shax is like super enthusiastic. This guy's like, "Man, you guys could do better." Is he almost like that one guy uh, who used who lost his hand? That level of assholeish. What was what his guy name? who lost his hand? He uh he. He was a warlock, I think, and he lost his hand. He's on one of the planets, but he's just a sarcastic asshole. Um, most of the time. No, well, that guy's just kind of a sarcastic asshole. This guy's like, he's also a sarcastic asshole, but he's in that like trash talky way where uh, the guy you're talking about, I'm blanking on his name right now, he's like, ah, Titans are stupid. This guy's like, man, you just murdered the shit out of them. Good job to them. He just murdered the shit out of you. Do better. <laughs> wow, I've never seen that many people die before. That sadly. Huh. What's got three teammates have got steamrolled? You. <laughs> like, that's the kind of sense of humor the mode has. And it's just got some fun little lore moments they throw out. Like, it's, I, again, like, it's fun. Like, it's it's weird how, like, the new launch trailer came out. And, like, your, your guardian talks in. He wants revenge. Like, like, all the shit Punchy said lately. They're like, yeah, we're bringing fun back to Destiny. I'm like, ah, you're bringing the fun back, are you? That's good, because yeah. this first year was not so fun. Hmm. And then you've got the the announcer for Gambit being like, yo, you guys did great that round. Keep it up. Other team, do better, for the love of God. So do you ever meet this guy? Is he like an NPC? I don't know. He has, he has a little kind of cutscene in a, uh, cinematic before each round. That he flips the coin and says, yo, you're fighting these enemies this round. I assume he will have bounties. Okay. I don't know how he will work. Like, he has a ship that has a giant chunk of something behind it. Like, I, like, beyond me thinking Gambit's real cool and the announcer's real good, from a lore and, like, ho- a longtime Destiny player, some of the stuff that guy says and does is like, wait, what? Like, he has a ship with what appears to be a giant chunk of, like, the darkness or the traveler or a giant ball of Taken just strapped to the back of it by the engine by a couple cords, and he's also summoning Taken in the arena. Like, there's there's something not on the up and up with this guy in a good way where it's like, yo, look what I can do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I look forward to hearing more yeah, about this I, guy. I may, I may even jump into fucking Destiny yeah, at some point. Yeah, I... So- I mean, if it keeps sounding good, yeah. I, I'll pick up the expansion. It, it comes out a couple of days after this podcast gets recorded or goes up kind of thing, so I suspect I'll have some thoughts next week. Okay, good. So I think I have that date right. Ah, uh, yeah. In kind of general podcast news, uh, whoever signed the podcast up for a bunch of dating websites, thank you for doing that. It amuses me greatly. Also, fuck you a little bit, because I get a lot of spam now. <laughs> The profile you made for us is a choice. <laughs> is there some good stuff in there? No, quite the opposite. <laughs> oh, oh. The matches we get recommended are like, ah, this person's a train wreck. Congratulations. <laughs> it's almost like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. 
signed up. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't have been. <laughs> I didn't sign us up, but whoever did, power to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for caring enough to do it. Yeah. <sighs> uh, kind of last but not least, I've I, I've been enjoying the YouTube lately, and this is kind of a weird thing to talk about, but I've, there's a guy out there called Keith, who does a YouTube channel called Keith's Crew, who is the fighting game scene kind of distilled down into a person, specifically the Smash scene distilled I, down into a person, and he's fucking great. I enjoy his work. I actually have been watching him for a while now, yep. so when I saw that in the notes, I was like, I absolutely know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. I, okay, so the video that I, I particularly saw that I really liked him on, I, I mean, I like all his stuff, but the one I particularly saw that was pretty good was, I don't know if you saw it, but it was the uh, Evo 2018 lineup announcement. Yeah, one. why, uh, why, <laughs> why is like Tekken Marvel 7 here? Up? A lot of people play this in Northern Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, why does he have a mullet? Like, yeah. In a southern accent. I, I, if you... If, if you've ever heard me kind of talk wistfully about the old days of the FGC and wondered like what that would have been like, it's this dude. He's great. It's, it's he is the old school FGC. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's he's great to watch. I think he, he has a couple really good like scenario ones that he can put together, like the um, the when you lose to a low tier character, yep. you know what's called mains. He's pretty good. Uh, the most recent one I really enjoyed of his, I think it's newish, is um. Uh, Cell mains get nerfed. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Cell, it's patch, it's patch day. day. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I built this. Cell. I bought this house on the expectation that I would be broken forever. Cell, it's patch day. <laughs> it's patch day. <laughs> that one was fucking great. Yeah. Because you could easily apply that to anything that's stupid yeah. overpowering yeah. game. And just oh like- no, I, I don't always care about the games he chooses to focus on, but from a like pure understanding of what the FGC is. I'm like, you do it, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. I also fell down a weird WoW history hole. I found a YouTube channel that kind of has done a good job of chronicling like, what's the right word for it? Like, the evolution of WoW since vanilla to now, and he has a bunch of really good videos on, like, here's what WoW was like, and here's why everyone who says Oh, this game's just as hard as vanilla is a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. Like he has an entire episode on just how the pet system changed, and it's like it's it's fascinating to watch as someone who found the changes to that game just jarring as all hell. It is fun seeing something kind of he's like, here's how it changed. If you came back for like Legion and were confused, here's why. Yeah, no, it absolutely. I I know it. Like especially with like. What's it called? The pet system. That's yeah. been a dramatic fucking change. Like I just got done watching like a twenty minute thing he did on like the the game loop where he's like, yeah. So in like in vanilla, fifty percent of your time was fucking walking from point A to point B. You didn't get mm-hmm. a mount till forty if you could even afford one. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. So he's like you you got he's like if you played like for two hours you got like two or three quests done, tops. Nowadays, he's like it's it, he's like it's easy mode. It's, it's, it's like this is how it's so different. It's like and he's like mobs were harder. He had a whole video on how the mobs were harder. It's like yeah, so eating and drinking no longer exists. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm fully aware how spoiled I am for newer versions of WoW. Yeah. No, it, it's just been kind of fun. Like I know for for me, it's been just kind of a fun thing of like, huh? Yeah, I I wasn't crazy. They they really did change it this much. That's cool. Hmm. 
Uh, but last but not least, I, ha- I have a small story for you, Alex. Oh, yes. Go on, sir. Uh, so I, I, I bought my house. I moved into a part of town. And I, I've never had my people come for me before. I've always found my people in the past. But uh, this previous week, they came for me. So me and the girlfriend are hanging out at the house or playing with the dog or something. And there's a knocking on the door and I get up and like, what the fuck's going on? Like, it's way too late for deliveries. And it is two like 50, 60 year old Russian dudes just rushing it up. And they speak very little English. And I figure out that what they want is I've got some bamboo shoots in my front yard from the previous owner that I want gone because they're giant, like fucking water sucks and they want a couple of them I'm like yeah sure whatever i have a saw i get a sock chop a couple out of the ground for given to them and while i'm doing this one of the guys like who speaks a little bit more english the other one goes you russian and i go yeah half and he goes that's good half <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fucking great yeah does, does do, are you sure you didn't like did Nikolai Tracksuit himself? These are Nikolai Tra- These are the guys Nikolai Tracksuit's afraid of. These are the guys that Nikolai. Yeah, these were some old school. Like when I come to America, we kill previous owner of house to take house. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Holy shit! So they, they. So of course you didn't say no to the bamboo. I. I, I wanted it gone, and like I, I, I come back inside, and I guess Scrump had been like freaking the fuck out, and Jen. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, they want some moose. Like, oh, yeah, that's normal. I'm like, is it? Is that a thing people in LA do? Because where I grew up in, get the fuck off my lawn. But yeah, no, that's the thing. When I lived in LA, we had uh, this weird, I forgot what kind of fruits they were. Yeah. But people would come by and ask if they can get some of them. Yeah. Like, okay. I was happy Pretty to oblige place. them. I just really enjoyed You Russian? Yeah, half. That's good half. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to, man? Uh, haven't really looked at much, just mainly getting ready for the big wild grind, or been wild grinding, so to speak. Yeah, I was going to say, you're I'm in that grind. It. You're yeah, not I think I'm going to start working on character number two. I think it's going to be the rogue. Uh, so, yeah, just mainly working on that right now, more than anything else, just because, uh, the raid releases next week, so I need to make sure I'm ready for that, but, um, other than that, not much else. I mean, there's some stuff going on, but. Nothing I'd rather share on the podcast right now, so. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, other than that, like, it's it's going pretty good. Like, I'm getting these. So, in WoW, obviously, right now, since they got rid of the whole Legion weapon artifact system, you mm-hmm. have to go. The, the grind for weapons fucking sucks. It has always sucked. Um, Legion made it fucking bearable, as far as I was concerned. Um, this system right now, I fucking hate, but. I, I kind of wish they would have let you keep Legion artifact weapons, but obviously just with no power, but you can still do the relics to power them up, so to speak. So, well, that's just me wanting to hang on to that. Um, yeah, it's it's annoying, but like I kind of weird because all my a lot of my guild members haven't had good weapons drops, huh. and I have I happen to have the guy who has terrible other gear drops, but I've had excellent weapon drops, so. Yeah, I'm rocking this armored thong, but look at my weapons, boys. Exactly. I'm wearing this fucking aluminum armor, but check out these fucking fist weapons, bro. So, it's it's interesting. I, I also enjoy, like, as an enhancement shaman, because that's what I'm playing right now, I, I, I take special pride in knowing that I'm beating a bunch of classes in DPS when I absolutely have no fucking right to be beating them in DPS. Why is our healer rocking us in DPS? 
Yeah. So, yeah. Um, other than that, like, just kind of getting the big wild grind ready. Or the wild raid uh, ready. I keep saying wild grind, but I am in the wild grind because I'm trying to get the, the kind of the gearing up and ready to go because raid opens up next week. So that's normal and heroic. And then the following week, I believe, opens up uh, mythic. All right. Yeah. Have you actually successfully raided yet, technically? Well, no, because the raids are closed. Oh, got it. I thought, yeah, I thought a raid came with it. My bad. Well, the raid does come with it, but it, they, they they gate it, so you can't just jump into it right away. So it's because they let you, they wanted you to build up through the story. Sure. And so right now, we're everyone's getting geared up to Mythic Zeros, which is what we're doing right now to get 340 gear. And then after that, we can step into the raids next week. I believe it's next week. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it opens up next week. Are you prepared? For the most part. You're not prepared. For the most part. No, you're not. <laughs> Illidan disagrees. Oh, Illidan will always disagree. Although he can't disagree anymore because he's gone somewhere else. You are not prepared. No. I'm somewhat prepared. I do have to start researching my fights, but other than that, I mean, that's pretty much what I'm up to, other than just finally enjoying the fucking weather. Stop being so hot. Like, we're able to sleep with the AC off. On Ooh, some days. fancy. Yeah, just having the fan on. So I bought a shop fan that I, I love because not just the feel of the fan, but I also love the white noise of a fan. So it works out. But yeah, um, other than that, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Fair. Mm-hmm. Does that mean it's news time? I believe it is news time. <clears throat> news time. Right off the bat. Holy shit, that cyberpunk trailer. Yeah, well, was it even trailer? Or was it like fucking 40-something minutes of gameplay? Yes, this is uh, 40 minutes of gameplay. This is the E3 trailer I kept talking about as the behind-closed-doors thing. That I'm like, just fucking release it. I need to see this shit. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, CD Projekt Red got out there and said, we don't want to release this because the internet is terrible. And they were right. Like People on Reddit are picking that shit apart. And I'm like, in giant letters, it says, for promotional purposes only, game's still in progress and stuff. Like, who cares? It was cool to watch. Did you watch it, Alex? Uh, I haven't gotten all the way through it. You should. Yeah. It's real good. Oh, I'm sure. I'm definitely going to uh, to get through it, though. Because it's, it's, everyone who's talked about it has said it's uh, it's good. It's real good. Yeah. So. It's real good. Real good. I, it's a cool trailer. I, it, it shows off kind of, I think, what that game's loop is going to be like. It seems to work. I it's just kind of nice seeing more of that game. I, as someone who's like actively trying to find cyberpunk metal to listen to these days because I want to be in that world a little bit, I don't know. It's like, yeah, more cyberpunk. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Moving on from that to more trailers, though. Uh, Hitman 2 got out there and showed us Columbia. Oh, is that their first uh, uh, Second there? map. Second map? Okay. First one was Miami. This one is Columbia. This is... It looks like it will be on par with that military compound from the first game. I don't think you ever got to that one, but yep, Hitman showing off stuff. It looks nice. Not much more to say about it aside for fucking Hitman. Nice. Yeah. So the big surprise uh, trailer for me this week, we have a lot of trailer news because there's some cool trailers this week and they're worth seeing. Anthem put out a new trailer and it looks fucking rad. I have. I didn't even know there was. It a new came out trailer. like the day of this recording. I found it this morning by accident. It's called like "Our World, Your Story" or something, 
and it mm-hmm. talks about how they're breaking down like the because it's a cooperative game, but then they have like a Bioware style directed single player story kind of thing going on. And the the story what they're showing off is whatever. Some of the combat shit they show off though, and some of the like some of the stuff they put behind the voices while they're talking, that's the stars of this trailer. They have like a there's a like 10 second snippet of what looks like one of the javelins fighting a giant thing in a castle. And I'm like, what the shit is this game? No, seriously, mm-hmm. what the shit is this game? Like it is huh. flying around in a stone hallway. And this is like 10 seconds after you were like, they show a clip of you flying down some like super sci-fi hallway with like laser beams everywhere. And it's air dodging out of the way of the laser beams. I'm like, what is this game actually? Like, holy shit, what is going on? I, if you're excited about Anthem, go find it. It's a real, real cool trailer. But it, like, it, it is the best showing of Anthem they've done so far, period, too. Like, that gameplay trailer they put out, that was fine, whatever. This is... Okay, I, like, you watch this and go, okay, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. This has some Destiny shit going on. It, it, it looks cool. less formulaic than any of the previous Anthem stuff they've shown us has been, which is good. I will have to. I, I gotta go watch that after this. Yeah, podcast, it's but yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. I yeah. And last but not least, on our trailer wind roundup, as well as a well, a new Soul Calibur character who's basically Necrid. Oh yeah, I saw that. I did see that trailer. That trailer looked pretty fucking. He cool. looks cool. I he looks like Necrid, which was one of my favorite characters from two. So, oh, mm-hmm. speaking of Soul Calibur, I have to uh, make a correction from last week. Uh, Tira does not have green skin like I thought she did. She has human skin and a green outfit and green hair in the original game. I apologize. Oh, I'm glad you corrected I, this because now people have lost their trust in us, but we're slowly earning it back. I, I think my old TV when I was growing up was just <laughs> shitty, so she showed up green on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, yeah, Aswell looks cool. He's got. A, I, I remember thinking Necrod was real cool too, and he got he got banned from tournaments for. Well, being a broken character, which he absolutely was, but mm-hmm. I, I, I dig how this guy's like some type of like worshiping like a religious cult leader dude who summons swords. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that to um, where to go with this? We got some weird stuff all over the place. Let's talk about uh, Star Citizen quickly. Yeah, this one's always fun because it's always kind of a weird like. Well, how do we really feel about this? It's and- so. They've already walked this back, but we can't talk about them walking it back until we talk about them fucking up in the first place. So, uh, things you might not know unless you follow Star Citizen. For a game in early access, there is a yearly convention called CitizenCon. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to me because this is a game in fucking early access. And Every part of the sentence convention. I just said is fucking insane. Uh, like, we should all be ashamed as a society that we have allowed CitizenCon to exist. Yeah. That is some bullshit, but I'm not here to judge that as much as other things. So, previously, kind of the best part of CitizenCon, at least in my opinion, I've never been, but kind of the thing I look forward to is they have like an hour and a half, two hour press conference as part of it where uh, Chris Roberts gets up there and talks and they show off some stuff. I It's basically like an... It's, like, it's them talking about the game, but mostly it's them showing off a bunch of new ships. It's it's an hour and a half long ad for the game, which is kind of cool. And I look forward because they always, they always show off some cool stuff as part of it. Or it's like, hey, we're going to show off the new random procedure rate jetting system we use to make plants. Like, that's neat. 
doesn't affect me at all, but it's still neat. Mm-hmm. That's some cool ass tech. I, I came out of it last year going, huh, that's, that, that's cool. Let's see if they can do something with it, but that's still cool. So this year, uh, Citizens Con is not free. It costs money. It costs a fair amount of money, is my impression, too, for a convention of this type. And the live stream has been free, though, so people like me could at least check that stuff out. They were going to make the live streams in e-ticket this year. Yeah, which is like... And not like a $1 or $2 e-ticket, like a $20 e-ticket. Yeah, you're not Blizzard. I'm sorry, but I, like... I don't think Blizzard should do it either, but that's a separate topic. I, I'd also say the Blizzard one has like live bands as part of it and stuff. Well, yeah, it also has plenty of different, like, things going on. Plus, you can watch it up to, like, a couple months after it's happened. Yeah. You can actually watch the recording. So, like, yeah. But, yeah, I, oh, God, that's, this whole thing with the, this, this whole CitizenCon streaming e-ticket thing is just, it's been, I, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And the fact that people are, I'm, I'm sure they even sold tickets. That's the scary part. I don't know. Like, I, it's, I'm not sure you could buy tickets just yet, but, so, I, CitizenCon is happening in October. If you have a Star Citizen community account, meaning you're you've made an account for the game, you can watch it for free. They've walked that back. I, it's talking about this stuff is always weird because, like, every time someone says like "Yo, Star Citizen is shady," I don't disagree with you, but I also have money in the game and want it to come full circle and actually happen because I think the idea of the game is cool. But also, yeah, it's shady as fuck and. This was just a real bad look for a company that already has some, we'll call it public image issues in the gaming sector to do, because mm-hmm. it's been previously free and it's it's a cool community moment. And now it's like we want twenty dollars for live streams. Eh. And, and to be fair, unlike previous years, they're going to live stream all the panels and stuff like that, which they have not previously done. But also, I, I don't know if it if it had been like, hey, you can still watch the keynote event, but for free and other stuff is under a subscription I might have been more okay with it. it's the keynote thing which is basically an hour and a half long ad that is some bullshit mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's yeah I just, I've already kind of said like it's I, I'm always worried about this stuff you know way more about it but there's not much to know on this one it's just like this is a bad look no matter who you are and like they're riding a wave of bad press lately this yeah. is just the most recent item of bad press and like this is a pretty bad one like, this, there's there's no defense on this one the lamest of them was like well citizen con's gonna be a big deal this year which my response to it is citizen con shouldn't even be a fucking thing your game is not fucking out this is a little bit gross yeah well so i don't know it you think the game will ever finally release though to warrant having more of a citizen con i don't know at this point i it's I, I always hesitate to kind of talk about this game as though it's vaporware because, again, like I have a thing labeled Star Citizen on my computer and it runs. It's not that game what it's supposed to be, but like they're obviously still working on it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish they'd fuck. I I wish they'd pick something to focus on and you know finish that thing. Like I I don't know. I I want to believe, and I know a bunch of people in the Reddit community are like, well, if like. We see this game in 2025. It's done and perfect. I'll be, will be great. And I'm like, yeah, but also, that's way too fucking long. But also, like MMOs take five years to make, or ten years sometimes. So I don't know. Conflict. Eh. But I mean, we got games. I, 
We got money to make. And I keep playing games while they keep making this. Like I, <laughs> I, I like it. Here's the issue. It lines up really nicely with my ongoing quest to find one game to play for the rest of my life. Like it's the I I would love to find a game that like becomes a hobby unto itself. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, I'll play other games, but like this is the game I played. Like Destiny One for the first year and a half that game was out was that game. Like it was the it wasn't I was playing other games. It was the I was taking a break from Destiny to play other games. Like back in me and vanilla WoW days where it's like, what are you playing? WoW, what else? WoW. Nothing else. WoW. I play WoW. I don't play <laughs> video games. I play World of Warcraft. Yeah, I'm kind of actually in that state myself where and, I'm pretty much like every once in a while I'll play something else. Yeah. But, uh... you, you work on a video game podcast. You have to play more than WoW eventually, doesn't he? Uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. No, there's something nice about that. Like, I only play one game lifestyle, and I don't know. I, yeah. Mm. And it's based on what they're trying to do with Star Citizen, what they've said they're trying to do. Like, that game could be it for me again, but at the same time, like, it's not a real fucking game. Not yet, anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe, but also, I totally don't believe because I'm a cynical-ass bastard. <laughs> Moving on from that to more cynical-ass bastard shit, uh, the Division 2, a video game coming out later on this year, uh, has led me to ask the question of, what the fuck is going on with this game's pre-order editions? There's a lot of shit going on here, and I'm kind of like, uh, what? Yep. Yeah. So, so you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me when Windows 7 came out with like all their versions that they yeah. had. Like, Windows 7 Home. Oh, sorry. Windows 7 Home Basic, Windows 7 Home Professional, Windows 7 Professional, Windows 7 Ultimate. Like, just choose a fucking version. Like, uh. And the thing is, at the core, it was all the game very much like this, but this is all just... So, that's the only way I can describe it is with that sound effect. Well, so, uh, there are six versions of the game ranging from $60 to $250. Yep, no... Admittedly, the two most expensive tiers come with those statues that either you love or you hate. So, yeah, I I don't get what's going on with this game. It hurts my head at this point. I Like, the, the level of weirdness that is these different tiers has made me not want to play the game. Mm-hmm. Well, what does this game even do to be out? March 2019. So it comes out early next year. Holy fuck, there's just so much. Yeah, there's so many different fucking 250. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Well, and as part of this tier, they have... Uh, so, they, they come out and said, like, hey, all the DLC is going to be free, but you can pay for the ability to have early access to the DLC. Like, it's... Some of the stuff they're saying is bizarre. Yeah, I was reading... Like, no, that's stupid. Like, so you're basically giving people a one-week pay-to-win boost. Yeah. So, at that point, why would you even bother wanting to buy the other stuff like that? Beforehand? I just... <sighs> it's just fucking dumb. Yep. I if you're looking to min max, I, I I the impression I get is the ultimate edition, which I'm gonna look up quickly now, that appears to be the most bang for your buck without kind of extraneous bullshit, but that co- that clock's in $107, so $108 after you kind of round up a little bit. I that seems to be the most bang for your buck, but also I don't know what the half of this shit is, so mm-hmm. I don't know what buck you're getting at that point, or what bang for that matter. It's the most stuff that 
might actually be relevant to the game. And I, to a certain extent, I don't care about game uh, uh, tiers like this. Like, I bought base level Red Dead Redemption because I don't care about... I, sorry, I bought I approved Red Dead Redemption 2 base level because I don't care about the add-on stuff. But, like, this is too much. There are too yeah. many too muches for this. Like, the Destiny one was ridiculous where it's like, hey, we have the season pass version, we have the non-season pass version... And we have a backpack version. I'm like, well, I'm getting the backpack version because I'm an idiot, but this is just too fucking far. Yeah, it, it, like, it's reaching those weird... Like, just give me, like, normal collectors who, like, that's it. I'm even okay with, like, normal season pass collectors, and the collectors one has to be a, yeah, you cannot get this after it comes out. We're only making the pre-order number. Uh, yeah. This is fucking dumb. Yeah. That's why I'm in our list. Game for free. Yep. So I don't know what version I'll get. I'll let you know what version I get. You probably get the ultimate version because of how your weird system works. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on from that to something we don't typically cover, but it's kind of a holy shit moment. Uh, some podcasts choose to cover what's coming or going from PlayStation Plus in a month because PlayStation Plus is an okay gaming deal. We don't do that because we don't really talk about what's coming and going in the video game space that way. But holy shit, Destiny 2 is a PlayStation Plus game this month. Saw that. For that's September, cool. the month the expansion comes out in. I, That's a pretty big deal. I don't think PlayStation has ever had a game that new or mm-hmm. kind of that relevant show up in the PlayStation Plus system before. Hmm. Well, I mean, it makes sense that the expansion comes yeah, out, it, but... It is a bold, good move. It is. It absolutely is. It has led to a fantastic kind of round of people who have never played Destiny before showing up in that game, having no idea what the fuck to do, which I'm digging too. But and this is gonna sound real dumb. We talked about this a bunch last week. Like this is like in the weirdest way possible. They just gave a bunch of people Destiny for free and are about to charge them for Forsaken if they like the game. It's a really smart business move. It absolutely is. Yeah. Kudos to them for figuring that shit out. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's I can't even only talk about this stuff, but it's it's a pretty big deal in its own bizarre way. Ah, speaking of other big deals, EDF five confirmed coming to the U.S. What is EDF five? Earth Defense Force. Oh, the oh. greatest ongoing video game franchise <laughs> about shooting giant bugs with shotguns. Oh, god, that sounds yeah, that does sound awful. It's an awesome game. If you're curious what EDF is, if you go to the YouTube channel and check out Earth Defense Force. Me and Jim have some fantastic videos of that. I I have known about Earth Defense Force since Earth Defense Force 1, but I do love to share Earth Defense Force with those who don't know, because it's great. Mm-hmm. If ever a B video game franchise existed that I love, it is Earth Defense Force. And every time they announce a sequel, it's like, are you making the game run better? Nope. You put more bugs on the screen? Yup. <laughs> so we're now going to move into our EA chunk of our news this week because we got a bunch to cover uh bit of it kind of weird uh first off the yeah. back we talked about the shooting that happened at the uh madden tournament last week uh, not much more to say on that we're not gonna give it more press time than we already have but except to bring up the fact that ea is now hosting a charity event for the families and donating or families impacted by the shooting and they're donating a million bucks to that whole thing as well which is a pretty good move on their part it actually is a good move. I, you know, we give EA a lot of shit. We do. For being like, like we we and we the gaming community in particular gives EA a lot of shit that we but should like, give them. This, yeah, uh, but this is this is like 
I have to say, kudos to fucking EA on this one. Yeah. This is really... They could have easily just been like, hey, you know, our condolences this and that, but they're really stepping up to do something to help out and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, EA, thank you. Yeah, and kind of moving off that, they've also canceled all of the qualifier, uh, the Madden Classic qualifiers for the rest of the year, which sucks, but also understandable given that they are also in process of being sued. Uh, A lawsuit has been filed against them for negligence by survivors of the shooting. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's a complicated one. Like if we had not had as much news this week, I'd have probably made the major the main topic something about how we've all been to video game conventions and like security has been lax at all of them. Like we've heard we've had stories on this podcast in previous years about maybe not exactly the same thing, but like threats or a variety of other weird ass shit that's gone on. And like me and you bump into E three and E three, you like there's stories every people sneaking in, faking badges, et cetera, et cetera. I like. This was the first year I think they said you couldn't bring backpacks in or something like that, or they actually had bag checks. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's it's an interesting time I think for communities like this and events like this, just because you're getting dragged into kind of a forced evolution, if you will. Yeah, that's going to impact stuff in bizarre ways. Well, I mean, I know like a lot of video game tournaments upcoming have been like talking about increasing security. Yeah, Evo even got out there and said, "Hey, we're going to do something this coming year." Yeah, like even with, um, I mean, spe- I mean for Evo especially, it's kind of a hot topic considering it's Vegas. And, you yeah. Know, I mean, we recently, you know, last year we had that unfortunate tragedy that uh, took place. But um, I guess some of the things they're also talking about is obviously people who bring in the, uh, this is just one tidbit I caught, was, you know, a lot of people play on uh, arcade sticks. That's yeah. kind of their thing. But I guess, you know, in the in the process of security, people are going to have to open up their arcade sticks to show that there's nothing in there. Yeah. Um, so one of the people are one of the things people are trying to clarify is like, yo, does this technically void my warranty then in this situation and all yeah. that stuff? Because you're I basically forcing people to open up their products, and if it voids warranties, that also is an issue. Granted, it is a valid question, and obviously yeah. security would be the number one thing. But I mean, this is just the things they're going to have to work out, and this is just the 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 society that we live in when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. So new from Mad Cats, the official hinge for Evo fight stick. Yeah, yeah. Last but not least, on our EA parade, if you will, they have moved Battlefield Five back to November twentieth, back a whole month, because someone finally realized, oh shit, we're launching in the same month as Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, probably not a good idea. I love how fucking empty October is this year. It because is because um, of Red Dead. <laughs> it's, it comes out early in the month. It's just like, yo, this is our month. Yeah. No, no, everybody's like, you know what? No, that's Rockstar. You don't release shit at the same time Rockstar does. That's a bad fucking it's, idea. Like, <laughs> you, you talk about who's like the heaviest hitter in the video game industry. You're probably like, oh, it's Activision or EA. No, it's fucking Rockstar. They make no, like... It, it absolutely fucking is Rockstar. I agree with you. <laughs> they, they make one game every like five fucking years and everyone runs to get out of their way. Yeah, it's like, no, what the fuck are you guys doing? No, look, did you see the calendar? Rockstar has that whole month booked. Like, they're releasing one game. No, 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 you don't understand, man. They have the month book. The you, rest you of the it. year belongs to Rockstar. We're just allowed <laughs> to release in November or December. Like, Rockstar called GameStop and was like, yo, you don't release, a, you don't sell games side ours this month. They're like, we weren't planning on it. No, sir. We'll, we'll cancel it right away. Yeah. Hey, fucking Anthem, we're coming out 2019. We're pushing it. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's <laughs> that's fucking great. Uh, 
yeah. I, I can just imagine the EA prep, like the board meeting where it's like, so we wanted to compete directly with Call of Duty. Yeah, but that means we're coming out in the same month as Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. Fuck! Can we push it back a month? We can totally push it back a month. You know what I actually really picture in this situation? Have you seen American Psycho? Yeah. So I imagine in the boardroom you have like those guys showing off their business cards. Yeah. And they're like, hey, so check this out. I'm releasing this game. Battle Royale does this and that. Coming out here pretty good. No paid expansions. Oh, this is good. Well, check this out. Call of Duty. Battle Royale mode. This and that is coming out. This and this. Oh, that's pretty cool. Let's look at Rockstar's card. And then Rockstar just puts down Red Dead Redemption 2 and everybody's just like, <sighs> and you have like EA holding the car or their game and they're just trembling like, oh God, look, oh, the texturing, oh, the horse balls. And he just crumbles in that boardroom seat where they're checking out their business cards. Yeah. That's what I imagined happened when they made the decision to move it up a fucking month. You and I have, back a month. Yeah. You and I have different versions of the exact same thing. Like my version of that is either like the, uh, Rockstar whips out their dick and just lays it on the table. It's like, this is my fucking business card, fuckers. Or, like, it's one of those ones where it's like, it's just, it's like guys from Rockstar sitting there in like jeans and a t shirt. They're like, oh, what company do you work for again? On their phone, I own your company now. You're fired. You, what company do you work for? Yeah, you're fired too because I just bought your company. It's like, yeah. fucking run. Yeah. Oh, I, I just, I, I mean, granted, anybody can whip their dick out and slam it on a table like that, but it, it, to, to really embellish it in that American Psycho scene yeah. where they're comparing business cards, just it just feels so yeah. good because everybody's just like, oh, yeah, my game's got these features and everything looks good. Like, well, let's see what Rockstar has. And then it doesn't matter like, what Rockstar has. It's Rockstar. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, though. That's how they felt about what the fuck was the guy, the, that dude they were talking about? Yeah. Paul, Paul something? Yeah, it doesn't matter for this joke. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Oh yeah, no. Yes. I, I love the fact that we put out a ping pong game and people fucking ate that shit up. <laughs> Why? Because we're fucking rock star. We're rock star bitches. Yeah. Oh, rock star never change. Yeah. I uh, sorry, I messed up. Not last but not least, but though this is actually last but not least in our EA mode. Um, you from the uh, 2K19's uh, neighborhood? Uh, sorry, uh, what's this? Um, sorry, NBA 2K19. You're familiar with that game in theory, right, Alex? Um, yeah, it's the basketball game. Yes, a basketball game. What if <laughs> I told you there was a football mini game in NBA 2K19? What? Why? So there is a thing called neighborhood mode that has a trailer for it that shows off kind of... I don't want to call them like mini game versions of other EA sports games, except it's totally fucking mini game versions of other EA sports games like it's got like street basketball i it's got football apparently i think i saw hockey in the trailer at one point but like it looks like nba street and shit yeah that's actually okay so i'm watching it right now and like it's got like ranger scooters it's got weird jump what pads what the fuck's on the going on court? yeah i don't fucking know dude there's they a lemonade stand yeah i don't know what the fuck's going on but you know what i i I I I'm it, okay with this. It's a social hub, if you will, kind of like the Tony Hawk Five. We're supposed to have public spaces for things, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a. <laughs> I will say this is a very easy way for them to be able to like incorporate advertisements with billboards and not make it seem like they're in like interfering with the game. Yep, this is actually a really smart way to do it. 
but this is kind of cool. Yeah. I look at it cynically and go like, so how long until it's just EA Sports, the video game? Yeah. I, I actually just noticed something on here. You can apparently run like a fucking anime character. Yeah. You can change your run style oh, yeah, this and is, you can uh, dance. This is some what weird ass shit. Is- I kind of oh, dig it the- though because it's some weird ass <laughs> shit. Yeah, there's the floss dance. Okay. I have never been more in. Like, the last time I was this interested in an EA sports game was during 2015 for Madden 2015 when they were running that fucking Madden season trailer that had nothing. They never even showed gameplay footage in the ad campaign. It was just people mm-hmm. talking about how it's fucking Madden season. And it was Kevin Hart just pranking that uh, one dude over to like a rap song. I'm like, this is dumb, but I've never cared more about Madden ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the epitome of, like, it's fucking Madden. You're going to buy it if you like Madden. It's out. Yeah. Go buy it. Huh, this is very intriguing, though, yeah. I have to say. Indeed. What next? Uh, Valve is releasing an offline version of CSGO for free. That's kind of nice. Just uh, a LAN version of it? Yeah, it, it, it comes out a week before the major tournaments for that start up. It's actually a really smart move where basically it's the, you can get as many copies of Counter-Strike as you might want, for a LAN environment. No online. I'm assuming you could upgrade a copy to a functioning, quote, real version in my brain, but I, it's a cool tournament tool. So, it's a little tidbit about this. So, there used to be a only online version of the original Counter-Strike. Yeah. If you use the product key 12345678901234, mm-hmm. that apparently worked and it was a, it was just a key that worked for only offline usage. Yeah. You can get online, you can do anything, but yeah, that was the key we used back in the day for Counter-Strike on, like, my school's Yeah, land. it's how you played so. Counter-Strike at school. You downloaded Counter-Strike, you put in the code, and then you killed your friends during, cl- during cl- uh, what's it called, computer lab. Yep, exactly. Yep. Or the last days of school, where we had multiple classrooms have computers set up. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. kind of nice, just to have a nice little local land version, because yeah. it's like... Nowadays, like, well, if you don't have the game, you can't play Counter-Strike with your friends and all that stuff, like, especially on a LAN party setup. This would work really good for, like, well, because I want to go check out PDX LAN at some point while I'm up here. Yeah. So that might be an option that they'll include out there. It's just an offline version. No one has to worry about. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Good on Steam, I guess. Yeah, it's a good move on their part. It's obviously, again, like a smart business move, but it's still a good move. Mm -hmm. Moving on from that. Uh, we talked about China cracking down on video games. They are apparently cracking down on video games to combat myopia. Myopia, which is nearsightedness. Uh-huh. Which is science for bullshit. Not that nearsightedness isn't a real thing, but this is just a convenient excuse for, hey, here's why we're doing this. Well, I mean, it's like if you sit too close to the TV, your eyes will go bad. Which they've never actually proven. Of, yeah, it's that level of fucking bullshit yeah. that people just kind of buy into. Yeah. Well, it's China. You don't expect expect them to be really transparent about why they're doing it. They'll just make up some bullshit and people have to eat it because yep. China. Not to sound mean or I don't like China or anything, but that's just how it is. So I'm sure it comes off slightly like I'm talking bad about it, but they they kind of have this interesting setup when it comes to society, especially censorship. Yep. So. Yep. One last but not least on our news docket this week before we jump into emails because holy shit, there's a lot of news this week and... We've had a bunch of kind of mini main topics, if you will. We have our most kind of newsy news, if you will, which will be kind of our main topic as well. We have the Xbox All Access program. Huh. 
I can't remember if it was the Xbox 360 or the original Xbox, there was a financing plan you could go through where, like a car or anything else you might finance, you could finance a console. It allowed that if you didn't have the money, you, you couldn't drop down the, what was the original Xbox, like 200 bucks. You could still get an Xbox still. It's On paper, this is a cool thing. So this one, you either get an Xbox One X or an Xbox S, and it comes out to either kind of $35 bucks a month or $22 bucks a month. Uh, the Xbox One S is 130 bucks cheaper than all the stuff they bundled together. Uh, you do the math, the Xbox One X one comes to a total of about 860 bucks. Each one covers a Xbox Live subscription, a gold one, and a subscription to Game Pass. I can't tell if that's for as long as the contracts last or just a couple things, but basically this would give you access to any games with gold games that come out in that time period and theory get you into that ecosystem because you'll get new games every month, but also you'll have to keep that gold going to have it and you'll have Game Pass, which means you get access to stuff like Sea of Thieves and anything else they add to that in your future. That's actually kind of cool. Yes. So this reminds me a little bit, I, I mean, obviously it's a separate thing because it's consoles, but like this reminds me of what Amazon did recently. I don't know if you saw that announcement. I may have missed this one. Uh, so you can buy PC components and parts and electronics. Yes. And instead of paying everything up front, you can pay it in five months with five even payments, no credit check stuff, no interest. You just have to, every time, you always pay the same amount every month. So, so it's like if you buy... This does require a credit check. This does. Okay. And that's maybe where things get a little less good for this. Mm-hmm. So there's no upfront cost for this. It's one low monthly price for everything. I'm just reading the bullet points off. Sorry, zero percent APR for 24 months. 24 months of exp- uh, so yeah, 24 months subscription and limited time offer for for qualified customers. The qualifications for this are not small, mm-hmm. and you really got to pay this off in 24 months or the kind of the what's the word for it? the tax the, the interest on it gets pretty aggressive. Well, yeah. I, that that makes sense. It's very much like I when I bought my furniture. Yeah. I had two years to pay it off, but I mean, honestly, breaking down this like Xbox One X and all that stuff, like it's not expensive. Like, it's not a bad deal. It over, it, it's no, and it's a great way to move Xboxes into homes. But there's kind of some hidden. I'm not call it scum in this one because if you get you so. Uh, the the Game Pass is not expensive, but it's still money a month kind of thing. So, and Xbox Live is again not expensive, but it's still money a month. I think I did the numbers, and like this costs roughly the same as keeping both those services going indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's whatever kind of thing. We all pay all of us that are on consoles pay for some form of subscription at this point. But this is basically gonna get you into an ecosystem where you're used to there just being free games and. You're gonna have to keep playing, or sorry, not playing, paying to play games. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I can go out and buy an Xbox. I can go buy an Xbox One right now if I want to. I'm financially secure enough to do that. This is aimed at people that can't necessarily do that, which is a great thing. It's a great resource for them, but it's kind of scummy at the same time. Uh, I mean, I don't. Well, I guess I'll disagree with you on yeah. this one. Like, I mean, granted, you do get some free games with the Game Pass, but it's like no, you don't. You don't get only well, while you, you have Game Pass. As as, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. While you have the Game Pass, and they go away once that. you no longer have it. Same with Xbox Live Gold. Yeah, but I'm imagining people are either going to want to buy their own. Like personally, if I got this, I would buy my own games anyway, just to have them, like on my account outside of Xbox Game Pass, because 
I can't always guarantee those games will be good anyway. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's a hit or miss, but I mean, it's not stopping you from wanting to go out and buy your own games for your console. Like people are going to be like, for example, you're going to want to buy the new whatever Destiny if there was Destiny two on there's not Destiny two on that. No, nope. like you want to buy the new Madden, you want to buy the new NBA. You're not going to wait for it to show up on Game Pass. You're going to want to buy it day of if you're into that game. So if the Game Pass expires, your the game you main, mainly focus on will still be there. So I, I don't see it as, I mean, it's a good way to introduce it and get you some games, but like, I don't think it's a big deal breaker if like you, like you don't have the game pass afterwards when you're done. Like it is what it is. Yeah. So it's, I'm not going to quite call it sinister, but there is an aspect of it that I'm like, eh, something I mean, about I this was a little off. I, it's one of those like here, first game's free if you tell your friends. Yeah. Like, it's it's very much got a like, <laughs> Hey, who you like video games? Yeah. How about this console here? It's a pretty sweet console. Yeah. It's like 35 bucks a month. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's not always going to be there. I totally get that. That's, that's, and the thing is, like, the games, unless it's like an Xbox exclusive or one of those big tie-ins, they're not going to be there day release of Xbox yeah. Game Pass. Like, that's, that's, let's just, like, Cuphead will be there. Yeah. Sure. But, like, Division 2 won't be there. And if you want to play Division 2, you're going to go out and fucking buy Division 2. So, not necessarily heartbroken if, like, well... Some of the games I played on Game Plus won't be there. That's fine. I still have the other games I already purchased on my own. But yeah. I will say, sure, that's shady, but I very much think it's outweighed by, know, the, it's, hey. If it's on the up and up and it's fine, it's it's fine kind of thing. Yeah. And it looks like they're using the, the Dell preferred account, which is a very well-established, yeah. like, you know, crediting. Oh, yeah, it's not scummy, but it's also still, like, before you buy this, make sure you can afford it. Yeah. Well, no, of course. I mean. I, Thirty-five bucks a month for an Xbox One is a pretty good deal in my book. Like, I own an Xbox One. I'm like, I get a new Xbox One for thirty-five bucks a month. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Xbox One X. Yeah. On top of that. Yeah. No, I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah. This is actually a pretty good deal. I may actually tell Mandy about this. Yeah. Because we have an Xbox One uh, S, or probably one of the original Xboxes, or whatever, or Xbox Ones, whatever. But it's like the CD drive's broken yeah. on it. So we can only do digital games, and I happened to buy her the Bioshock trilogy on disc. So that was, that was a my mistake. mistake. That was absolutely my fucking mistake. So now I have it, and she can't play it. So <laughs> I either have to replace the fucking CD drive or get a new console. Yeah. And frankly, I don't know what it would be to replace the fucking CD drive on that. Yeah. So don't know. Oh yeah. Um, this is kind of cool for them, though. I guess this yeah. is. I wonder. I mean, I wonder if. You'll see something like this down the line come out for Sony. If this is be a trend, they don't like, need to. They're killing it right now. Like I, it's here's the reality: if Sony wasn't, if Sony was in second place by as much as Microsoft is on the console front, maybe you'd see something. But Sony's the PlayStation is selling itself at this point. You're go, they are rapidly approaching the point where it's not about selling PlayStations; it's about the next PlayStation because everyone who's going to buy a PlayStation has bought one. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Like, I get the impression Sony is still outselling the Xbox like 10 to 1. Possibly. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Hmm. I'd like to see this for the Switch, because I want to get a Switch, but I don't want to pay that much up front right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I probably will. Fuckers. Because I want to get the new Smash Brothers. I'm not going to lie. Ugh. Yeah, so, I, like, like, for reference, if, like, I found a chart from kind of the end of last year's sales, 
there is no way, based on their current trend, Microsoft Xbox One sales get to where PS4 sales were as of March 2017 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's old data at this point, definitely, but, like, if you added together the sales of the Switch and the Xbox... So, in 2018, since January 2018, the only console outselling the Sony, the PlayStation 4, was the Switch... And that went from selling very minimally to super spike and right back down. Mm. Yeah, it's like start of the year, Sony has already sold almost triple the number of... uh, If you added the number of Switches and Xbox One Xs together, kind of all the Xbox One Xs together, you still... They've still sold double that number, basically. That is how many fucking PS4s have been sold. Mm. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's they they ended they they started the start of this year between 70 million and 80 million and Xbox 1 started at like just kind of like halfway between 30,000 and 40,000. Not meant to be disparaging, just like that's how fucking much. That that's why you're never going to see this like it, it's kind of like the whole cross pl- the cross play thing. Like it's the it makes sense for the two consoles that are not in the lead to be like look how well we play together. When Sony's like, look how many more we've sold than both of you put to fucking gather. All right. <laughs> I, it's, I don't agree with that stance, but from a like Sony not playing nice standpoint, it's like, yeah, it, if Microsoft was in the lead, they wouldn't be doing crossplay. That's just a fact. Uh, that, I, don't, hmm? I don't know. No, it, it, I, I, I would bet money that in like some alternative timeline where all Microsoft is in the lead, there's no crossplay going on. Sony's the one out there being like, yo, we should do crossplay. Look how easy it'd be. Well, hopefully one day something will humble up a little bit. They'll cooperate and we'll get crossplay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That does it for news this week. We had a bunch of it, so no main topic. All right, so that means it's time for emails. Yeah, buddy. If you wanted to contact us, Alex, how would you go about doing that? So, uh, you can easily just pull out your favorite email uh, client or service, and you punch in wickedawesomecast at gmail.com to send us the email. Preferably not to sign us up for any weird porn shit, but hey, email does work, though. What's the email address again, Alex? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. We're going to start off this week with, I think, my favorite title we've gotten in a long time for an email, which is just... Fuck you, Charlie. Fuck you. <laughs> Dear well-adjusted and pleasant host Alex and human cesspool of evil that is also on the podcast. So first off, Alex, if you think of that those who listen to this podcast are immune to the ruinous effects of Charlie, think again. I have intentionally been saving podcast episodes for a long drive I was doing to SoCal, and guess what? And guess what part came up as I was trapped in an in-and-out drive-through line? Fuck you, Charlie. Fuck you and your special mayo. Every time I took a bite of my animal-style double-double, all I could taste was the hate-filled words of special mayo echoing around inside my brain. I really hope that this is that this was an in-the-moment thing, since one of my favorite things in California is in out burgers. Dot, dot, dot. Fuck you, Charlie. <laughs> We're killing Alex by accident. I'm dying Fucking hilarious. Now that I've got that off my chest, I have a real question for the great ruiner, Charlie. 
you seem to take a special glee in ruining Star Trek, but you also seem to really like the idea of games like Star Citizen and Mass Effect, which are Star Trek-ish. I believe in the past you've mentioned not liking Star Trek. Is this a more a joy of ruining? For, is this, uh, sorry, is this joy in ruining both from that? Also, don't you like Star Wars? Also, why don't you like Star Trek despite apparently enjoying sci-fi? Uh, my joy of ruining comes from just a joy of ruining. Not, it's nothing against Star Trek specifically. I just don't like Star Trek. Um, my issue with Star Trek is it's a clean... Fe- oh, sorry. This is from Julia in Phoenix. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I said that. Phoenix, Arizona. I, I just don't like Star Trek. It's a clean future. I don't think humans are capable of a clean future. Like, <laughs> the... The Firefly kind of some of the Star Wars style future. Like, don't get me wrong, there'll be nice, cool, sleek spaceships out there, but like the majority of those people in space are driving around in like the ten year old beater equivalent of a spaceship, in my opinion. Like it's space for a long time will be like fucking long haul truckers and like industrial shit, and eventually you'll have like Star Trek space flight, I guess, but by then, it's not really about space travel. It's just like you become the Delta Airlines of space, where it's like, yay, run a spacecraft. Ooh. <laughs> I, <sighs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. A part of why I like games like Mass Effect and Star Citizen is that like they don't have clean futures. There's a grime to them. Like even in Star Citizen, which is very, you're right. It starts up stars, not Star Citizen. Uh, Mass Effect is very kind of star trek-esque but even like their fancy space stations still have like slum districts and shit as part mm-hmm. of it which like we talked about this back in the podcast episode i've ruined star trek star trek is not a clean future it's kind of a shitty future where you see a like elite few getting to live awesome lives and the rest of us are not doing so great like i uh, my favorite sci-fi future is the expanse the Expanse does a really good job of, I think, what that is going to ultimately be like, actually. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Julia, for writing in. Hopefully that answers it. And special mayo all the fucking way, motherfuckers. That's all animal style is. Moving on from that, we can't, we have a email from Amir in No Place Listed. Dear Wicked, uh, Wicked Awesome Cast, in your expert opinions as people who talk for entertainment on a podcast, which version of the future happens first cyberpunk or space colonies uh cyberpunk space colonies really so i think you get cyberpunk from space colonies and i'm not talking like we've colonized space i'm talking like you get cyberpunk from colonizing the moon because you need to get off earth to start having that weird disconnect of like it being okay to augment people for utility Mm-hmm. Like you, you, something has to set the precedent, and maybe it's like you have some apocalypse thing or something. But like, cyberpunk isn't born of natural progression; it's born of like, hey, what if we just put welders in all of our welders' arms, so when they're in space, they can never lose them. Like, I think even like in the cyberpunk game, like there's a there's a moon colony. Oh, really? oh okay. Yeah, I think like if I remember correctly from the cyberpunk like fiction, from the that the games are based off or the games are there's like a moon base there's like a moon colony or two yeah i i I think the cyber like what we think of as the cyberpunk one versus the space colony one the cyberpunk one is closer but you get like a round of beginner level space colonies then you get cyberpunk okay i mean that makes sense i I totally thought that we'd get the the modified stuff here just because 
Yeah, I, I, I'm a strong believer in the idea that you have to, like, you have to have humans get off of Earth and away from, like, religion and social norms to the point where it's like, hey, um, wouldn't it be great if you could just, like, it's like, okay, you're out in the vacuum and you need to check email. How do you do that? Well, here's an ocular implant. Aren't these controversial on Earth? We're not on Earth anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Thank you for writing in. That was Amir, right? Yeah, that was Amir. Thank you for writing in, Amir. Thank you, Amir. Next up, Dear Wicked Awesome Cat, Dear Wicked Awesome Duo Cast. Roughly how many video games a year do you each play? I realized on the last podcast that Charlie plays something new almost every week, and after quickly running the numbers, refused to believe that each of you play roughly 50 video games a year. Raj, Oklahoma. Um, play or finish? Because those are two different numbers. Yeah, yeah. I, I play a lot of games. Do I finish them? Oh, it's a bad habit, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I finish about 75% of all the games I play, probably. Uh, just because I play games really quickly. I I don't go off the beaten path. Um, Depends on the year. Last year was a rough year. I played a lot of games last year and beat a lot of them because they were all really good games. Uh, This year, I feel like I've definitely tapped out on more games for not being good. Um, But I'd probably say I play about 30 games a year, give or take. Okay, like bad. probably to completion too, mm-hmm. but that's cl- including stuff like Donut County that takes two hours to beat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, well, if the the qualifier for you is is there a WoW expansion that year or not? Yeah, that's true. A lot of my time, honestly, is consumed with WoW, and I I've kind of grown into a groove where I enjoy playing these specific games that are like partake. I mean, I'll play other games for like research and you know. If we're gonna do like a podcast about it, yeah. or, or play it for something, I'll definitely do it. You still like, need to play I, God of War. I yeah, I still dabble in it here and there. So, um, yeah, um, honestly, I think mine would be around ten-ish, yeah. maybe give or take, maybe less. Let's do a quick test. So, I also go into a bunch of games knowing I'm not going to finish them or not. Like, there's mm-hmm. definitely a bunch of games I have picked up going like I will probably not finish that or. If I get through it, I will get to it through some So let's do some quick math. Uh, sorry, this will take a sec. <laughs> you have to go grab the abacus. I, I'm just going through a list of all the games that came out this year and checking to see how many I've already played. I've already played almost 20 games this year. There you go. Yeah, and probably more. I I, I got sick of counting pretty quickly. But like between now and the end of year, you've got uh, Destiny that I'll play. I may play Spider Man. I don't know yet. Um, that might be it to a certain... Oh, and Red Dead Redemption. Like, I only have three or four games left this year I actually want to play. Yeah, like, Red Dead Redemption's on my list. Like, yeah, the reality was having the YouTube channel going meant I played more stuff. Like, I will not organically play Life is Strange, but I will for the YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Hope that answers the question. Uh, it's, it, this list is fun because it's a bunch of games, and then you've got October where it's like Red Dead Redemption at the end, and it's a bunch of stuff before it, and everyone moving the fuck out of the way. <laughs> Thank you for writing in. All right. So, last but not least, email. We have a very special one that I'm not going to tell you who it's from just yet, Alex. Okay. Hello, fuckers. In recent episode, Charlie recommended that Alex begin drinking domestic PBR and Bud Light ironically, to which Alex insisted there is not enough irony in the world. Well, I present the small the following. Would there be a shitty would there be a shitty enough pick to trick Alex into drinking that? Or possibly into drinking Moxie Runoff? 
I feel they must taste similar. Is there a number of flannel shirts we can put on Alex where he will start to crave it like a chief blood after visiting a way, uh, sorry, after, after visiting a way too into goth bar in New York? Also, what are your favorite non-drunk drinking games? Charlie may answer twice. Alex can only answer once. I'm making up the rules. And I'm mad with power. Also, pretty much everything Alex has said about my whereabouts is entirely false. The real truth is I'm an in- I am is far more incriminating and I am not at liberty to discuss it, any of it until the court case closes. Cue the polka so tasteful it makes all the moments after this one seem unfulfilling and meaningless. Longtime host, first-time writer, Jeff. Jeff! Yes. Yeah! <laughs> I've been waiting for this to happen, honestly. I'm glad it finally did. Yeah! Oh, I miss you, Jeff. Um, so, Alex, is there a shitty enough pun to get you to drink PBR or uh, Bud Light, ironically? I don't know, man. You know what? For Jeff, I'd do it. I will fest the I fact say- that like, if I'm in a metal concert or something and PB- and Bud Light is the cheapest of the beers available. I will drink Bud Light there. I will not enjoy it, but you know what? I don't think I do Bud Light. Yeah, and if I was at a bar, like at a fucking concert or something, I I just would pass. Sure. That if they had like Bud Light and all that, I would just pass. Maybe PBR, maybe, but like all those other ones, no. Bud Light just it just it doesn't do it for me at all. I went to school with some people that used to drink PBR when they were feeling fancy. Which always mm-hmm. hurt my brain a little bit. Makes sense. Fancy, yes. I, when I think of fancy, I think of PBR. It's got a blue ribbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It's okay. Let's let's work through this some more. I. So how many flannel shirts do we have to put on you before that happened, though? Like you. How many flannel shirts? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. If you can get me a flannel shirt, tight black jeans, chucks, and a beanie combo, I'll do it. Like. Two flannel shirts. I'm not picturing me and Jeff hiding in your apartment or something. And you come home and we like, burst out of a closet and hold you down and force you into that outfit. Yeah. Like, I would I would even be okay with, like, if you pulled out, like, <sighs> what is it I'm looking for? If you were to get something along the lines of, let's say, flannel shirt with flannel block, block boxer briefs with a... Uh, flannel-esque like undershirt like a wife beater shirt tight black jeans a beanie and chucks i'll do it i think you just said the word flannel more times in one sense i've said it in like five years yeah like if i look like i've gone plaid from space balls i think i'm ready okay okay i'm ready to take on the pbr boss (laughs) i'm not picturing the pbr boss my brain goes one of two directions yeah, <laughs> one's a, a giant can who's like a fucking boss monster. The other's like the Omega hipster. Yeah, who like not ironically yeah. goes to the PBR factory. Yeah, and it's like, oh, what is this? It's my favorite beer. Yeah, yeah, hipster. No, I genuinely love this. Yeah, and it's like, no, stop with your lies. Yeah, yep. All right, so next up, non-blood drunk drinking games. I apologize, Jeff. I think I butchered this email a little bit when reading it. Reading is hard. <laughs> uh. Non-favorite blood drunk drinking games. Since I got two and you only got one, I guess I'll go first and you go second and I'll go again. I I always enjoy Never Have I Ever. Mostly because I've done too much stuff. Never Have I Ever is a good one. I, I think that's a solid game. Um, game that I non-drink... 
is it, a, it, it could it become a drinking game? It's just non blood drunk drinking game because blood drunk is obviously the ultimate drinking game. Yeah. Okay. So, like an actual drinking game. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a good one. The nail stump one is okay too, I guess. I, I don't want to even think about what that is. It's, it's, uh, it's not as sinister as you think it is. Okay. Basically, you have a stump and everyone gets a nail. Like they, you color code them or something. And you put a hammer next to it. And mm-hmm. you, it's like 20 feet away. You take a drink. You walk over and you tap whoever's. Maybe it's you, ta- you tap up. You hit the nail. If you successfully hit a nail, whoever's nail you hit has to drink. If you miss a nail, you have to drink all of your beer. So obviously, the okay. drunker you get, the more likely you are to miss. Uh, uh, you know what game? I, I actually played this game for New Year's um, Stack Cup. Is one of the ones I enjoy. So like flip cup. Yeah, but like you have a whole bunch of cups in the middle. Okay. And you're basically trying to like throw a ball in or bounce a something. Oh, it's like quarters it, at that point. Got it. In a way, it's almost like quarters. Yeah, but there's a bunch of cups, and if you throw it and your cup lands in someone else's kind of thing, you have to like drink that. And the thing is, it's these two. It goes in circles. It's this weird game that I played during New Year's, but it was actually pretty fun to play. Yeah. I just don't like drinking games, period. That's my second yeah, like favorite drinking game, not playing a drinking game and being an adult about it. Yeah. Like, I've never had a drinking game end well for me, and when they seem to start up, people seem to start doing dumbass shit real quick. Like, never have I ever as fun until someone gets butthurt or offended or something, and then escalation protocols kick in. Because, like, it, it starts out, and it's like, oh, I've never been out of the country, et cetera, et cetera. Like, okay, I, drink, I have to drink for that. Like, it's when it gets weirdly specific where it's like, I've never been in a fight in an elevator. God fucking damn it. <laughs> I've never been in a fight in an elevator in a city I didn't grow up in. Still drinking. I've never thrown a dwarf in Louisiana. Let's go ahead and finish my drink now. Yeah. No, uh, I say Stack Cup is one of my favorites. Yeah. I don't do any of the crazy other ones. I've done quarters, which is cool and all, but yeah. That's it for me, though. Quarters, yeah. I guess. Trying to think of the weirdest one I've come across because I've come across some weird ones where it was, it was very much about the game and not the drinking. And as someone who already thinks drinking games are like in their way enough as it is, where it's like, but but the alcohol is not entering my mouth, which is the point of alcohol. It's like, no, we have to do this so you can drink. Or and hear me out on this one, we could just drink the alcohol. Mm-hmm. This beer is now warm temperature because we played a shitty game to go battle shots. Battle Shots may be the greatest drinking game ever. <laughs> Battle Shots is actually a pretty good game. I like that too. Battle Shots with four people. I've seen uh what is it? Uh Battle Checkers or or sorry, drinking checkers where like the uh the checker pieces are all shot glasses. Yeah. You want to die really quick, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. That's my issue. Like, it's I, I'm never quite sure. It's like, is the point of drinking games to win, or is the point of drinking games to lose? Because if it's a game, you should want to win. But if it's a drinking game, you want to lose because then you get to drink, which is the point of drinking. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think we covered everything there. No poker music, Jeff. I'm not digging up poker music, and you didn't send me any to go along with the email. If you had, I'd have put it as the end. That's the end credits. <laughs> But I'm not. But yeah, thank you all who wrote in, and Jeff, I guess, whatever. Uh, that does it for this week's podcast. No main topic this week, because we had a fuck ton of news, obviously. Um, uh, normal lies about the YouTube channel returning, etc., etc. Those of you who have been watching the video, the uh, 
podcast on YouTube. That's cool. Thank you for doing that. I'm glad my bizarre choice of, hey, let's put this on that so people just have some content to go look at. It's paying off for you. Mm-hmm. You know anything you want to pimp this week, Alex? Um, Won't be really streaming this week. Got stuff going on. Yeah. So uh, I will not be streaming this week and possibly next week, but I should be back the following week. Sure. And I will be doing my late night wow rate finally. So those will be from raid time starts at raid time starts at 945. Uh, but I usually will start stream somewhere closer to like 9.30-ish. It goes from 9.45 to question mark, because we don't even know pretty when it much. ends. Yep, pretty much. That's how much <laughs> of a party it is. Yes, sir. So yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, for any updates, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I have my Facebook page for the Mave Online stuff, so if you sure. just look up Mave Online, you'll find me. Yeah, yeah. appreciate you guys. Yeah, I... Uh, my plan was to try and do something with Forsaken. Obviously, I'm not set up to do that yet, but maybe I'll cave and set something up. I don't know yet. My living room is not set up for that in this house, mm. intentionally, so it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably the next big game I do something for be Red Dead, but that's not coming out till October. Um, yep. Yeah. I don't know. I, if you want to play with me, and I, I will be playing lots of Destiny 2 over the next couple weeks, probably, so... Mordak, M-O-R-D-4-K, a dash 916 is my gamer tag if you want to find me and hang out. I think I will be disbanding the Wicked awesome, the, the wicked Few just so I can be in a clan that's a little more active than our little YouTube one. I do apologize for that. Uh, but yeah, come hang out if you want. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. Other than that, that's pretty much it. All right, then. Cue the metal. Cue the metal.